You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, I'm going to give you permission to be yourself. If I were to ask you, who are you? How would you answer this? A good part of my work in my journey through life has been in self-discovery, discovering who I really am and stepping into it. Now, the majority of work I do with others involves helping them to discover who they are and finding the courage to step into it. We live in a world of programs. Our society is steeped in various programs that tell us who we should be. Our families have their programs, mostly passed down from both sides of the ancestral lineage. Schools have their programs. We have programs in our peer groups. But all those programs we grow up with tell us who we should be rather than ask the all-important question, who are you? Initially, we might come to believe we are our programs. We are the person we were trained to be. But at some point in our personal and spiritual growth journey, we begin to move away from who we think we should be and move into a more authentic expression of our true selves. Society's programs enforced upon you become part of your false self. Your false self is created from the beliefs and expectations of key people and groups in your life. These expectations and beliefs tend to separate us from our feelings, our intuition, and our soul. We become bodies running a program rather than souls having a human experience. On the journey to becoming authentic, you will need to shed those programs, those beliefs and ideas of yourself that have very little to do with who you really are deep down underneath it all. Our feelings are one of our first guides. When something feels wrong or bad or painful, it gets our attention if we are paying attention. We need to learn to listen to our feeling self. If you're running the common program, don't feel, you'll have developed all kinds of sophisticated ways to separate you from your feelings. Drugs, alcohol, work, relationships, and other distractions are common ways to avoid feeling. I'll give you an example of a teenager going into college with the question, what do I want to be? Say he's really drawn to being an artist and express his creative side, but his parents urge him to become a doctor or a lawyer or something that will bring him a great deal of social respect, money, and prestige. He's told that he will never be able to make it as an artist. He's told about the starving artist. He's told his college tuition will be wasted pursuing this path. He's told he's too young to really know what he wants and he should just listen to his parents. He ends up complying and studying to be an attorney only to hate it in the end. 
He finds himself living in a nice home with a nice car and a beautiful wife, but feels empty, depressed, and disconnected. His parents are proud of him and brag about all of his achievements with their friends, continually enforcing that he made the right decision. He likes that he has his parents' approval, but he's still miserable in his comfortable life. When someone asked him who he is, he says, I'm an attorney. Being attorney has become his identity because he basically sold his soul to become this. He could also say, I'm a husband, a father, a son, a brother. I like to golf, work out at the gym. But is this who he is? This man is depressed because he is suppressing his feelings. He's suppressing his feelings because it isn't safe for him to feel. If he were to feel his discontent, his anger, his sadness, his emptiness, and his heartbreak, he would have to admit to himself that he created a false life, one that isn't really his. If he were to admit he was living a lie, he would have to change it. And by this time, he's in too deep. He has a wife, children, an expensive mortgage, expensive car payments, and student debt. He couldn't very well quit his job and just become an artist. So he denies his pain and continues living his illusionary life, medicating with alcohol and the pursuit of money. Because he isn't being real with himself, he isn't real with his wife, who is also living a lie, and his marriage breaks down. He goes through a divorce, and his wife and children get the house that he's paying the mortgage on, and he moves to a condo in the city where he amps up his drinking and nightlife as a way of coping with this loneliness and emptiness. Eventually, he becomes a full-fledged alcoholic who hates himself, his job, and his life. I'm sure you probably know people like this, and maybe you've even been this person in some form or another. The saddest part of this story is that our society encourages this kind of life. We become enslaved to the program. And for Americans... Not to live the American dream, but the American lie. Ironically, the American dream begun as just that, a dream of freedom and opportunity, but it quickly became a program of enslavement that separated us from ourselves. Most of us do have the opportunity to choose what path we wish to pursue in life. There's nobody holding a gun to our head telling us we must take this road. It's our survival program that causes us to make the choices that we make. We may end up choosing what will make us the most money or get us the most approval, but rarely do we learn to follow our heart and pursue our soul's calling. Of course, who we are isn't what we do for a living, but what we do often expresses who we are. When you're an authentic human being, you choose the path that is in the highest integrity with who you are. You're honest with yourself because you know yourself. 
The late mythologist Joseph Campbell talks about following your bliss. I've been pretty good at following my bliss in life. Another word for following your bliss is follow inspiration. When we go in the direction we're inspired to go in, we're being true to ourselves because our inspiration comes from the deep well of our soul. Yet many people I've worked with don't hear the voice of inspiration. We often don't hear inspiration because we never really learn to listen. We listened to all those outer voices and never truly learn to tune into our inner voice. If we do listen to our inner voice, we need to be able to trust it. We might ask ourselves, what if my inner voice takes me the wrong direction? Well, I found that our inner voice, our true soul-connected, soul-inspired inner voice can't mislead us. It takes us down a path that is true to who we are in that moment. And it's not to say that we won't change. We're always growing and evolving, and this means we are always course correcting. This is all part of the journey. We really aren't meant to pick one path in life and then stay on that path for our entire life. That might be the way things were 100 years ago, but it's no longer like that. We are spiritually evolving as human beings. Whether we choose to participate in the spiritual evolution of humanity or not, we're still on a path of spiritual evolution. In fact, the events playing out in the world today are part of this spiritual evolution. It's giving us the opportunity to retreat from society and all its programs and go within. There's such an opportunity here for so many, and yet many will miss it. The narcissist is known for having a false self. This means the narcissist is plugged into an egoic image of who he or she is and doesn't dig deeper into the inner realms to explore the true self that is waiting there to be discovered. The narcissist also lives in a reality that is enforced onto everyone around him. The message is, you need to be who I say you are, or who I think you should be, which is an extension of me. The narcissistic parent will often insist that his or her child follow the narcissist's chosen path for the child, rather than allow the child to choose its own path. In the narcissistic reality, there's no such thing as what you want for you. Instead, it is what I want for you. So when you live with a narcissist or are in a relationship with one, or you work for one, you will notice that you don't have permission to be yourself. If you really don't know yourself to begin with, you may not notice right away that you're jumping through the narcissistic hoops that are being set up for you. You may not notice how you are sacrificing your freedoms in order to be something for someone else. Because we live in a predominantly narcissistic society, if we haven't been encouraged to be ourselves in our childhood or early adulthood, or we haven't done the necessary inner exploration, 
we're groomed to fall into the trap of self-sacrificing for the benefit of another person, group, or job. The narcissist will tell you you shouldn't feel that way or even tell you you don't feel that way. You don't even have permission to feel the way that you do. So if you grow up in the narcissistic paradigm, you may find that you constantly question and doubt how you feel and the decisions you make. The narcissist not only denies his own feelings, but he denies your feelings. So feelings are not a valid part of the relationship. They will always be invalidated and dismissed. You may say to a narcissistic parent, I want to go to art school because it feels like the right path for me. And you're likely to hear, I don't care what feels right for you. You need to do this because it is the right path for you. A narcissistic parent can't see you as an individual with his or her own ideas, feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. Therefore, your ideas, feelings, thoughts, and beliefs are dismissed in these types of relationships. You see this dynamic also in many churches that tell you what to believe and shame you if you question a particular belief or even ask a question that can't be answered using the acceptable dogma. Church members often receive the message, believe how I tell you to believe and don't ask questions. You may even come to believe that it's sinful to ask questions. Thinking for yourself is discouraged in many systems. Inquiring minds are not welcome. We're often asked to be sheep and follow the herd. It is the black sheep that can't blend in with the herd, which is where we get the phrase black sheep of the family. The black sheep of the family is the one who doesn't fit into the imposed system and is often rejected and cast out as a result. You may have a lot going against you when it comes to finding the courage to be yourself, but if you're looking for permission to be yourself, I'm here to give it. You came into this life not to follow the herd, but to express your unique gifts and talents. You've come here to be yourself, and the true spiritual path is one of being true to the divine presence within you. The divine presence within you is your indwelling soul. Father does not know best for you. Your soul does. Your soul holds the blueprint for your life. And if you don't follow this blueprint, you will find yourself feeling depressed, disconnected, alienated, and living a lie. The truth will set you free in more ways than one. The truth of who you are sets you free to be who you are. Most of us are not free to be who we are in narcissistic relationships or systems. This is why we need to break free from these people and systems in order to be true to ourselves. Our happiness and bliss in this life is dependent upon being true to ourselves and following inspiration. This should be something that comes natural to us, but we've become victims of our programming. 
We need to dehypnotize ourselves from those programs that are running in our subconscious minds, preventing us from stepping fully into our true selves. Give yourself permission to be yourself and learn how to recognize those narcissistic programs that tell you who you should be. Who you should be is who you are by nature. You were born with a certain personality, and we all come into this life with gifts and talents. We may need to discover who we are and what our gifts are. This is the beautiful path of self-discovery and the powerful path of self-love. Nurturing your God-given qualities is self-love. I've heard people say, I don't have anything really special about me. I don't have any particular talents or gifts. I'm not musical. I'm not an artist. I'm not a very good writer. I don't really have anything about me that stands out. I can't believe this to be true about anyone. I believe everyone born onto this earth are born with a gift, but your gift may very much be hidden from you. For whatever reason, the path you've taken in life may be so far off the track of your true self that your gift is to be discovered as you discover who you really are. There are so many kinds of gifts we don't even think of as being gifts. You may have the gift of listening or the gift of making people smile or the gift of communicating with animals or the gift of growing a garden. Our gifts are often things that make us feel good and also make others feel good in the presence of it. Because our gift comes from the divine source of life and inspiration, there's magic there. So when we access our gifts and share them, it just feels good. I feel blessed with many gifts. One of them that you may not know about me is the gift of food creation. I'm a lover of good plant-based food and have so much fun creating delicious dishes to share with others. If I had the time, I'd create a recipe book, and maybe one day I will. It feels like a gift to me because whenever I go to a potluck, so many people ask me for the recipe to my creations. I never have the recipe because I create from the top of my head. I rarely follow recipes, so I have to retrace my steps to think about what I did. This is a part of my life that brings me joy, and in the process, it brings other people joy. Do you have anything in your life like this? I believe the reason that I have so many gifts is that I started following my bliss early in life. It isn't that everything came easy for me. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you will know that life didn't come easy for me. But one thing I was never good at doing was staying in a situation where I felt stifled, imprisoned, or suffocated. I had a strong spirit that gave me the strength to bust out of every situation that held me back, and so I tended to do just what I wanted to most of the time. I found things that I liked to do. I discovered my gifts along the way. I feel that one of the reasons we have so much trouble breaking away from a narcissist is that the narcissist requires our full attention on an energetic level, and we stop giving our attention to ourselves 
our self-nurturing, our gifts, and our needs. It's almost as if our energy is hijacked and we have nothing left for ourselves. When the narcissist is gone, you would think we would be happy to have ourselves back, but we've been hypnotized or programmed to focus our attention on the narcissist. So when we find ourselves alone, our attention is still focused on the narcissist. The brainwashing or programming is so strong that we don't usually realize it's happening until we've become so disconnected from ourselves, we find it difficult to reconnect. And reconnecting to ourselves is how we heal and how we let go. Ultimately, this journey is all about our relationship with ourselves, so we need to be very careful about anything or anyone who takes us from ourselves. We have to watch for any tendency to abandon ourselves. Our abandonment wounds are most triggered by our abandonment of self. When we feel abandoned by another, it is most often a self-abandonment at the core. So come back home to yourself. Welcome yourself back in the door. You have full permission to be yourself. Nobody can do you like you can. There's no competition. They broke the mold when they made you. You are one of a kind. Do the world a favor and give them the gift of yourself. Because guess what? If you are someone who doesn't think you have a gift, you need to understand that you are a gift. You are a gift. And every time you share your true, authentic self with someone, you're giving the gift of yourself. And it is beautiful. No, a narcissist doesn't appreciate the gift that you are. I get that. But that doesn't make you any less a gift. They only reject the gift that you are because if you are you, you can't be an extension of them. If anything in your life is about you, then it isn't about them. So you do need to be about you. Your life is about you. Your relationships with others aren't all about you, but you are sharing you with others, and others share themselves with you. And every time we share ourselves with others, we're exchanging gifts. When you come to work with me, it's a gift to me. Because I get to know you, and I get to encourage the true, authentic you to come forth and shine. And this is such an honor. I'm so blessed to do this work. And I want to thank you so much for being part of my life. I really treasure you. And I really encourage you to step out on that stage of life and be yourself. If you need help, I've just started my Monday night therapy group, which is really a great opportunity to experience self-discovery in a loving group environment. You can find out more about the group at my website, NarcissismFree.com, and you can just click on the counseling link. I want to thank you for listening today. And I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you.